grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crammed to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and and let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up with the Windsors. My name is Michelle. And I'm Rachel. And we've got something to tell you, Royal Community. This is our first ever live episode of the podcast. And the reason it's live is because Rachel and I, we're just, we've just got so much going on in our lives right now. And I'm rushing back to Cardiff. Rachel's with her family. And we just don't have any editing time this week to actually do any editing of this podcast so instead of not giving you an episode we thought we would do an episode with absolutely no editing (laughs) so yeah so first off I'm so sorry if I know (laughs) good luck royal community hold on with us please I'm actually very nervous Rachel (laughs) a bit of a sweaty palm situation going on yeah and honestly I hope I don't swear (laughs) Oh, well, with there the to- is quite a bit of swear words, isn't there, in normal uh, editing land? Yeah, and with the topic of conversation, you just never know where this is going to go. <laughs> I know. We are recording this early. We're co- recording this on the 29th of August, which is a Monday. So I'm really sorry if there's extra raw news and stuff that comes out this week, but we will cover that next week. It'll be all back to normal scheduling next week, won't it, Rach? <laughs> the, you know, I, I'm hoping the Royals will be back, giving us, you know, uh, all of the uh, the good stuff. Um, but we thought we would share with you two major milestones that has happened in the podcast um, over the last week. And the first is thanks to all of the, you out there, all the Royal community who have supported us over on Kofi, because we had a goal of reaching um, a, an amount to get a Descript subscription, which helps out with editing. And we've actually got there, Rach. And I'm Woo-hoo! just, honestly, <laughs> this is amazing because it means Rachel now can help with editing. And also it cuts editing time for me down by about what 50%. It's just incredible. And that's down to you out there listening. Thank you so much for supporting us. We are so thankful. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think people think we're making money from Kofi and we're not. <laughs> it lit- everything we've had from Kofi has gone back into the podcast to keep us on the air. So thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts because that has been a massive p- bit of software that we've needed. And it's because of you, Royal Community, that we've got there. So thank you for that. Rach, I'm going to pass it over to you. Let the Royal Community know about our second milestone. Oh, wow. Michelle, I can't believe these words coming out of my mouth right now. (laughs) I know. We have reached 100,000 downloads of our podcast. 100,000! You you could slap me, you know, with a feather (laughs) and I would fall over. Like, I am so shocked. Royal community, that's because of you. If you're listening to this right now, or if you've ever listened to any of our podcasts, Thank you so much. You have made this possible. And it is because of you that we are here doing what we love to do. Our little hobby on the side from our main jobs. And it takes a lot of blood, sweat and tears, but we would not want to do it with anyone other than you, Royal Community. So thank you so much for helping us reach that target. 
Yeah, and hopefully soon, Shell, we'll get together, see each other in person, and we can raise a glass to each other. Yay! I was going to say, should we be like those Instagram influencers to get those um, 100k balloons? <laughs> get a cake. <laughs> that, yeah, get that's a cake. more us, isn't it? A cake. <laughs> uh, definitely, a bit of afternoon tea going on. Oh. Well, Shell, we've had some amazing podcast reviews. Um, we've had one from Joan Gold Wright, and she said, I love listening to this podcast. This is real reporting on the Royals. Well done, thorough and respectful. I'm so happy that I found it. Keep up the great work, ladies. Oh, thank you, Joan. Thanks for taking the time to write that. That's amazing. Thank you so much. And we also have another one from Catherine in North Carolina. And she said, I just discovered your podcast and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I will add it to my favourites. So amazing. Yeah, Royal Community, just to let you know, like any re- reviews that we get, we read every single one and we're just so thankful that you take the time out of your day, even if it's just say, you know, we like listening to your podcast, even if it's just that. It doesn't have to yeah. be like full-blown sentences, um, but we just, you know, really appreciate every single one. And even if you don't leave us a review, just thank you so much for listening each week. Yeah, because you even just listening means so much you don't have to give us any money from Kofi you don't have to you know do any bells and whistles just you listening right now is helping and you know being part of the royal community so we thank you so much right we've also got something which we kind of introduced into the podcast last week didn't we Rach and that is a voice note are you enjoying these voice notes Rach I love them because you know as we've said time and time again, this podcast isn't just me and you talking. It's for everyone that likes talking about the Royals, right? Yeah. So we want to get as many people involved as possible. It doesn't matter what your view or your opinion is. Like everybody has them. So let us know, you know. That's what's great about the reviews, but also these voice notes. You can hear other people's opinions from yeah. all over the world on what they think about the Royal News week in and week out. Yeah, so without further ado, hopefully, like I say, these, this is live, so hopefully I'll press the <laughs> button and it'll work. We've had a lovely voice note from Martha over on Instagram, and she says this. Let me press play. Hey there, I'm listening to your podcast for the very first time, and I love it, period. My opinion on Harry and Meghan is 20 months is not enough to know whether you can stand something or not, period. I've been married 32 years, and there are days when I don't like my husband very much, but we don't air our dirty laundry in public, and after 32 years, we're very happy with our extended family and all the things that happen and all the ups and downs. But I do think they're going to have to come back because the gravy train's going to run out. And it'll be interesting to see that all play out. It's better to handle your family business in the family. Wow, Martha. We <laughs> love you. We love you, Martha. What did you think of Martha's voice note, Rach? Well, first of all, Martha, congrats on 32 years. <laughs> Go, girl. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I love it. And also, I um, I actually messaged Martha on Instagram and I said, the gravy train. I was like, I love that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> and we will. I, actually, we'll give you a little kind of synopsis of what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about Megan's article of uh, in the, the cut, isn't it? That's what it's called. Yeah, I've never heard of yeah. this magazine before. Yeah. And it's interesting because we might be bringing up some of these themes of gravy trains a little bit later <laughs> when we talk about Megan's article. So stay tuned for that. It'll be in the Royal News coming up soon. But yeah, it's it's a very interesting thing, isn't it? We This obviously 
vo- uh, Martha's voice note is in response to the question we asked, will Meghan and Harry come back as working royals? And, you know, as Martha said, maybe they may have to come back because their brand is actually very intertwined with their titles and their their heritage as monarchs, you know, being part of the royal family. Yeah, definitely. So as we said, we've got lots to cover in this week's episode. So let's get on to the Royal Roundup for this week. So I'm going to start with Prince Charles. And we found out this week that he has guest edited the fourth anniversary edition of The Voice, which is a British newspaper that predominantly covers black culture and issues. And Prince Charles said... Over the last four decades, with all the enormous changes that have that have witnessed, Britain's only surviving black newspaper has become an institution and a crucial part of the fabric of our society. This is why I was so touched to be invited to edit this special edition. And the newspaper will be available to buy from the 1st of September. I, I was really pleased when this uh, bit of news came out this uh, this week. And um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Charles has worked with other people to create this, this you know, this episode. So oh, I say episode, it's addition, isn't it? Yeah. And also, I think, you know, we, we've heard of Charles's work with the Prince's Trust. Yeah, this is this is really interesting. And, you know, we had Camilla the other week guest editing Country Life magazine. Now Prince Charles, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got another And also, talking of that, Shell, um, he Camilla's um issue actually surpassed Charles's guest yes. edition. We never mentioned this, did we? But she actually surpassed it, and it, it was the biggest selling article, uh, you know, edition of a country life. And it was one of the main kind of goals for the, when we watched the documentary on it. It was one of the main goals for her, wasn't it? Yeah. I need to beat him. I wanted to be. I want to surpass the the amount that Charles sold. So well done, Camilla. We're moving on. It's been International Dogs Day this week, and we had a lovely reel to celebrate International Dogs Day over on Clarence House socials. And I don't know if you saw this, Rach, but it was a reel, like a video, including Bluebell and Beth. Whoop, whoop, whoop. We love them on the podcast. The Duchess of Cornwall's rescue dogs, uh, who are uh, Bluebell and Beth, and also there were other amazing doggies from Battersea Dogs Home and also Medical Detection Dogs, which is charities that are so connected to the royal family. So I just thought this was the cutest thing. And when it came up, I was like, yay, more Bluebell and Beth content, please. <laughs> it just always reminds me of um, when uh, Bluebell pulled the, um, what is it, the cover down from the plaque. <laughs> Black Attack! <laughs> Black Attack, you haven't said that in a while, have you? We haven't, no. <laughs> we missed them, uh, you know, unveiling plaques. Well, in the next few weeks, hopefully, we'll get a few more pack attacks. So oh, watch out, Bring it community. On. <laughs> Let me come. <laughs> oh, I love it. So let's move on to the Queen. And she has sent a message to the President of Pakistan after floods in the country. And she said in a statement, I'm deeply saddened to hear of the tragic loss of life and destruction caused by the floods across Pakistan. My thoughts are with all those who have been affected, as well as those working in different difficult circumstances to support the recovery efforts. The United Kingdom stands in solidarity with Pakistan as you recover from these terrible events. Wow, Shell, this is I like I was watching the news earlier and I think I saw like over a thousand people have died so far from these floods. Hmm. Anyone, any royal community member out there listening from Pakistan, my heart goes with you. Um, and I hope that you're safe and you're getting the support that you need if you are affected by the floods. They are absolutely catastrophic. The, you know, the, the damage and uh, did you just say uh, like a thousand people? A thousand people passed wow. away so far. Yes, it's horrible. Wow. Um, William 
also released a statement, didn't he? We found that out later today, just as um, we were just about to hit play on the podcast. And we also found out that Charles actually made a donation. Yeah. And, you know, unless it gets leaked about these donations, that doesn't mean other members of the royal family haven't donated. It's just we don't know about that. Um, And, yeah, it's quite interesting when you find out who donates to different things. But, yeah, well done, Charles, because um, it's such an important... um, thing right now that needs our support so moving on from one sad thing to another uh this week marks 25 years since the death of diana princess of wales um and it's been reported that prince william and prince harry will not be marking the anniversary together and it's just it's remarkable to me rachel it's 25 years 25 years it's gone by so quick and it's funny whenever there's you know a big anniversary like this you always have old documentaries resurfing yeah. resurfacing or new documentaries um there's actually a program called the princess and i think it's on hbo in america and i think it's on sky atlantic here in the uk yeah i actually haven't had a chance to watch it yet um and i don't think you have either have you no, it's kind of on my list of things to watch and uh, we've just re subscribe to disney so we're kind of watching some of the stuff on that once i've done with that i'm gonna then get back on to um any royal kind of things that i've missed out on because you're re-watching the crown as well aren't you yeah i'm re-watching it i always uh, try to re-watch before the new season comes out which will be in november um which obviously this season is gonna focus heavily on the split between diana and charles and um, you know, I, I can't remember if this if this season will focus on her death as well, but mm. or if that's going to be next season. I'm not too sure where they're going to end this season coming up. Yeah. Um, but it, it will be interesting because obviously we've got new actors playing the roles of Diana and Charles, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But um, you know, in regards to Diana, the other year, me and Michelle, we um, was actually at Kensington Palace and we didn't even realise the date at the time, did we? And we was like, why are all these people standing around? And there was like balloons and flowers and cards um, taped to the gates of Kensington Palace. And every single year on the, on Diana's anniversary of the death, and um, on her birthday as well, Rach, because it was a yeah, and on birthday, her birthday, yeah, yeah, people they still they kind of like pilgrimage, don't they, to Kensington? And I thought it was going to be one of those moments where you just put a card up and put some flowers and then you go, but people stayed. They had yeah. like cheers and stuff. It was it was like a pilgrimage, wasn't it? Yeah, it really is. And you know, in the past, we have seen, um, I think William and Harry, they have actually gone out and greeted people on the anniversary of their mother's death. But mm. from what you said, it doesn't look like anything's, you know, then they're, they're not currently at Kensington, are they? You know, so it will be interesting um, to see if anything's said from either Prince Harry or Prince William on the anniversary. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's our Royal Roundup for this week. Let's move into the Royal News. Are you ready, Rach? Go on then, show. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> So we had an article titled Megan of Montecito in the cut this week. And the article was predominantly promoting the release of Megan's Spotify exclusive podcast, Archetypes. So, Shell, let's talk about the cut. Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, mm, where shall we start, Rach? Okay, let's start. You mentioned this just before we started, before we press record. You said, what did I think of the 
photography within it. I actually thought the photography looked beautiful. I mean, she always looks amazing. Um, now, I got a bit confused when I was reading this article. Royal Community, if you have read this article, it's like a long read, isn't it, right? It's like 47 pages, isn't it? Yeah. So if you're going to read it, grab yourself a cup of tea. And I'll also put the link to the article in the show notes. So you can click on there and have a read if you like. But it's a long read. It, I actually found it an enjoyable read. And I, what I mean by that is the um, journalist, the, the actual writer... I thought she was excellent. She put me right in the centre of her world as a journalist visiting Meghan and Harry at their home. And I felt like I was like a fly on the wall. So I thought the writing was absolutely excellent. But mm-hmm. sorry, we're talking about the photos. Um, I loved it. I, I just thought the it just looked beautiful. She looked very serene and calm and at peace and I think that is exactly what they were going for wasn't they with this article it's like supposed to be her next act like the her being a a, a quote-unquote princess um and then moving from the royal family to Montecito this is like her new beginning and this is what they wanted to go with new podcast new beginning new um feel new way of being and I think the article with the whole way it was written um was excellent but that's just from a journalistic point of view, maybe not from a, a Megan point of view. So yeah. what, what other point would you like to bring up, Rach? Um, I think you, there's been some comparisons between the front cover and um, one that was um, Diana participated in back in the day. Because the front cover, if you've not seen it, Royal Community, is just Megan's face. Um, she's got her hair slicked back. And she's just wearing these emerald earrings. Um, it's quite a striking photograph of her. But yeah, she's it, got that no makeup makeup look, hasn't she? Yes, yeah. But what I found interesting, and we'll read some of these comments out in next week's podcast, but I actually put up a sticker on our Instagram, keeping up the Windsor's pod, and I said, let me know your thoughts. And the the front cover, it says Megan, the Duchess. Mm-hmm. And this has got a lot of people's backs up. Because, you know, you're coming away from this. Um, I actually wrote this down because obviously this is a live episode. So I wanted to get my thoughts in in place. So I, <laughs> yeah. I get my, you know, my thoughts across. Um, so I, I said, she, she doesn't want to be part of the institution, but she uses the title any chance she gets. And it's kind of, to me, very hypocritical. Mm. And actually that goes back to Martha's point with the gravy train, doesn't it? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. It does get there. Difficult. Yeah. And um another thing I you know it, we'll talk you know points about the the whole interview in a minute but you know one of the main thoughts I had it's like every time she does an interview she has to badmouth the royal family a family and institution that if she hadn't married into in the first place she wouldn't have be in the position that she is now. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Um and I mentioned this I did a YouTube video over on YouTube, I'll keep it up with the Windsor's YouTube, uh, uh, on the first episode of Archetypes, the podcast on Spotify. So I've w- listened to it. If you don't want to listen to a Royal Community, come on over and just watch my review on it. Um, and I say very similar things to that, actually, in the sense that um, you're either... Well, actually, I thought this with the article. It's like you're you, you are building this perfect life, this perfect house, this perfect husband, these perfect children... Um, but it's all on the back of the 
basically the foundations of the monarchy. So actually, if it is so perfect, why don't you just live your perfect life and not bring the the past into it? I know the past is their story, but if that's if they want to be so disconnected from the royal fam- family, just say we're not talking about the royal family now moving forward. Yeah. It is a new chapter. This won't be what it is going forward. So yeah, it, it kind of felt a little bit uh, disjointed for me. But Shell, the royal family is what makes them relevant. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. we wouldn't, you know, she not being funny, but she would not be on the cover of all these magazines and, you know, have these, you know, Spotify deals and Netflix deals and whatever if she wasn't married to Prince Harry. Mm. Prince Harry, the son of the future king and Princess Diana, one of the most iconic people that, you know, in the 21st century. Yeah. What I found interesting about this article in particular um, is that most of the digging was done in the in the context of the journalist writing this and then the actual quotes that Megan is is saying supports what the journalist has written but she doesn't actually say very much and I feel like the article is saying everything without Megan saying anything and you'll have to read it from for that kind of point to come across yeah but it's like um, if I read the article to you, you'd be like, oh, but the journalist is saying all that. But then Megan's corroborating that with mm-hmm. some of the stuff that she's saying. For instance, I'll give you a for instance. There was a moment when they were talking about the renovations of Frogmore Cottage. And in the article, the journalist writes this big uh, paragraph about the um, how bad it was, uh, kind of like how bad they got ripped in the press for the renovations and there was a controversy because that was taxpayers money and then so the journalist has kind of built everything up and then one quote from Megan said it was bittersweet you know um, knowing none of it had to be this way so basically that quote was connected to everything that the the journalist had just wrote about Frogmore Cottage cottage, rather than it like Megan actually saying those things yeah so that's what I'm saying about the article actually saying absolutely nothing but mm. everything. Ansha, one of the um, the things that got me, like I was reading it and, to you know, even from the beginning, she was like, can I tell you a secret? <laughs> so, yeah. so she was chatting to one of her friends. She's like, I'm getting back on Instagram. <laughs> and it was like, oh my gosh, girl, you better be turning those comments off because you know the hate is going to come. <laughs> oh no. Oh, it doesn't no. matter. It doesn't matter what she says on Instagram, mm. and it's interesting, isn't it? Because um, you know she had before she um, you know became involved with Harry. I think she had a quite a successful blog, didn't she? It's called the Tig. Yeah. Well, they said in this article that she had three million followers on Instagram even before she was part of the royal family. Yeah, which is is fine. And they were basically saying in the article that she'd built up this personal brand, this lifestyle brand herself. Um, and that she had to take, like, she had to turn all that off mm-hmm. and then just become part of the 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 wheels that were turning within Kensington Royal. But did she honestly think that she'd be able to carry on with a lifestyle blog, like being <laughs> married to, you know, at the time, what was Harry when she married him, like third in line to the throne or whatever? Mm. Like, she never would have been able to keep that. Like, I, I, I don't understand her thinking of that. Well, I don't know whether she thought that. Maybe that's just the way in which this article was written. But yeah, there were. Mm. 
oh I could I could just talk <laughs> for about 60 hours on we've got so many bit. points haven't we we've pulled out yeah. so much um, and because this is a live um episode it feels like it's going to be a bit disjointed so we're going to try our best to keep them succinct let's keep with the social media aspect of things then Rach because um she basically was saying about the um where is it where we were saying about the um Yes. So she alluded to going back to Instagram. Um, but I think in a way she's going to have to create another brand, isn't she, with our, um, our Archwell or um, herself as Megan, Duchess of Sussex? Because otherwise you're irrelevant, aren't you, if you don't have your own brand in what mm. they're trying to do? So it's going to be very interesting, I think, moving forward to see how they use social media to get their message out um what was very interesting for me is they were talking about being disconnected from the royal family and being cut off financially obviously we know that charles had given harry money for that first financial year out of the um duchy of cornwall uh, but that he no longer um he no longer gives them any money but she was basically saying we were jobless. Don't <laughs> quote me on that. She didn't actually say jobless, I, I don't think. But she was basically like, we didn't have any jobs. Yeah. And I thought to myself, uh... Yeah, and then, Shell, they had to search for a house on Zillow. <laughs> um, Zillow, I know. And also, like, it was it was just... I my, 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 my heart did bleed for her, I have to say, when she was just saying how hard it was to find a house. And then they found this, what was it, 14 point something million house, but they didn't have any jobs. And I was yeah. thinking, how are you buying this? Oh, yeah, because you're still multi-millionaires, right? Yeah. And also, you you didn't have to buy that house. You could have bought a house that was like two, three million, four million. They're still beautiful. Oh, I don't know. It just... Oh, oh. Anyway, that people spend their money in the way they want to spend their money. But it was like, we've created this amazing house, this amazing life, but we're still going to slag off the royal family. Just leave yeah. me. Just yeah. leave me. But she, again, she has to bring up the royals because that's what gets people talking about it. Yeah. It, it goes back to the same thing. One thing that I wanted to point out, um, <laughs> she said on previously, on the if we went back to the Oprah interview, um, she alluded to the fact that she didn't really have any help from the institution. Do you remember when she was saying about like the um, ne- learning the national anthem, for example? Well, nobody yeah. taught me that. And there was um, a bit in the article where it says, Though she has been media trained and then royal media trained and sometimes converses like she has a tiny bachelor producer in her brain directing what she says. And I was like, hang on a minute. You said in the Oprah interview, I thought you didn't have any training from the institution. I thought nobody helped you in the institution. It was like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Backtracking on yourself a bit there, are you? (laughs) And they show this is so funny. Um, what does she say? She will suggest how I might transcribe the noises she's making. And then it says in quotes, she's making these guttural sounds. And I can't quite articulate what it is she's feeling in that moment because she has no word for it. She's just moaning. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Oh, is this goodness. the actress side of her coming through? Yeah. <laughs> I don't The thing is, I think sometimes those bits are supposed to be like in jest in the moment. And I think the journalist put it in to kind of... I actually thought this journalist was very fair. Like when you re- when you read the article, she was very fair in the sense that um, she wrote about what she witnessed, and she also wrote about it in a very objective way. But also, she didn't let Megan off the hook. She was like, "Look, we don't know anything. You said you have these Spotify deals. You said you've got all these plans 
but nothing's you know come to fruition what's happening and then um Megan was like oh I can't really say I can't really say they won't let me say this this and this because she did allude to the fact that uh, is is there going to be like a Harry and Megan uh reality show (laughs) do you think there's going to be a reality show Rach (laughs) Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, but the funny thing is, is I'm going to have to watch it for the podcast. I know, Sunday, so. I know. I know. <laughs> but didn't she, she says something about like her, her and Harry's love story? Mm. Didn't she? Yeah. And and that's what people are thinking. Like maybe that's the um the road that they're going down, the route they're going down with this um docu series because it's not going to be like a reality show. It's going to be a documentary style show. But I think the reason why they want to go to that angle of their story now is because when they were on Oprah, the story, the main angle was the racism, the press bullying, the mental health issue. But some of those points have not been fully come to fruition, shall we say. And therefore just focusing on the love story connects them also to the abdication because he did that for love with um wallace simpson right did i get her name right yeah i got her name and, right I, and that's interesting you bring that point up shell actually because um i've read a few comments like, on twitter and instagram um people saying she's like the modern modern day wallace simpson like she's styling herself as the modern day wallace simpson because you know wallace simpson was an american she was a divorcee yeah um and obviously king edward he abdicated to be with her didn't he yeah I think that's where they go. Well, I can only speculate, by the way, royal community, but that's the actual road they're going to take. They're going to take the love story road. And hopefully, fingers crossed, as they move forward, they'll be like, but we did this for love. We did this because we could, we didn't, we didn't want to split ourselves up. And I didn't want, or Harry didn't want to choose the duty over me. We've seen that happen in the past with Margaret, you know, those types of things. Like, there's a lot of history there within the royal family and it was like I don't want that to happen we've also seen Harry say quite a few times I didn't want what happened to my mum to happen to my wife or to my children um but let me move to another point because another thing that was so stark for me and it just didn't feel right was uh they had mentioned about privacy and it was a big deal wasn't it about privacy Uh, They didn't get uh, privacy in the UK or with the press. But for some reason, there's a journalist actually in their home doing an interview. And as you read through the article, the journalist goes with Megan to pick up Archie from school. So now she knows where Archie goes to school. She had a conversation with Archie about school in their car as they were driving. And also the journalist said that um, they were giving out care packages or something to people and telling Archie about people who don't live in big houses you know the people live in different types of houses getting him kind of you know not everyone's rich basically and I just thought hang on a minute this is a person who didn't want to show their child um which I completely let me just say I completely respect and I wholeheartedly agree with um but then to have a journalist know where your friends live where you live, like go into your personal space. They know, like she was mentioning about um, Harry and Meghan's workspace and they work together. And I just thought, hang on a minute, is that privacy? Is mm. I, I just don't understand it. It feels so out of alignment with what they've said in the past. But I guess in a way it's like, we said this because it was on other people's terms. 
but now we can do it because it's on our terms. Oh, I just, I couldn't understand it, Rach. Yeah, it's, um, you know, privacy always comes up whenever you're talking about Harry and Meghan, doesn't it? it because does. that was one of, you know, the big things. And whenever, you know, anything gets posted about either of them, it's in the comments, it's always, I thought they wanted their privacy. Yeah. <laughs> always, always, even now. Yeah, and there's, it, always, there's yeah. always a comment that says, for people who want their privacy, we don't have to see a lot of them. It's yeah. like, people always write that, don't they? <laughs> like, yeah. I know. I know, right? Mm. Um, another thing that I wanted to talk about, which oh, really like got to me. Um, again, this the way we're talking about this article is probably like not in order of what it should be. We probably would have made better notes. Um, but as we said, we've just we're just recording this live. Um, even if she and Harry have stepped back from their royal duties, Meghan is still very aware that people see her as a princess. And quote, it's important to be thoughtful and it about it because even with the Oprah interview, I was conscious of the fact that there are little girls that I meet and they're like, oh my God, it's a real life princess. Now, do people see her as a princess? Because whenever I'm reading the comments, it's always like, why is she calling herself a duchess? Like, obviously that is her title she's not got uh her royal highness title neither is harry now yeah but it's one of those things where it's like but are you a princess because you're you know you don't want to be part of this institution it always again it always comes back comes to back the to same it. thing doesn't it it does yeah it does and i think to be honest it's like the snake eating its tail it's like you're either part of it and you're fully in it or you're not um and i completely understand what you're saying about princess because yes she is um, if she was still a member of the royal family on her job, if she had to write occupation, it would would have actually said Princess of the United Kingdom. Yeah. Even though she's still Duchess of Sussex, that's what her occupation would have been. So she technically is a princess, but it's not a title. I mean, I think she still has a title within it, but it's not a title that is addressed within uh, when you do address Meghan. It is the Duchess of Sussex. So it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird thing, isn't it? Maybe it's a cultural thing and other people in in, uh, different parts of the world may think that. Um, But also um, maybe people who don't know much about the royal family would say, oh, that's Prince Harry. That's got to be Prince. Megan so I don't know maybe it is a cultural thing with us we just get it don't we yeah why would people think that but going back to Archie being dropped off at school having the journalist come and pick him up from school um there was also a quote about the king um uh, the uh, children if Archie was still in the UK I'll read a little snippet from the article it says earlier in our conversation about her goals for the life she's creating here she remarked upon how if Harry were in school in the UK she'd never be able to do school pickups and drop-offs without it being a, a royal photo call with press pens of 40 people snap, snatching pictures sorry snapping pictures and then it's got a quote from Megan can you see how I mean what what I mean by the journalist giving the main bit and then yeah, Megan yeah. saying a bit and FIR Royal Community Shell meant to say Archie not Harry oh, when she's dropping Harry? yeah <laughs> Oh my god, that was a Freudian slip, wasn't it? Okay, so sorry, and then and then Megan's quote was, "Sorry, I have a problem with that. That doesn't make me obsessed with privacy. That makes me a strong and good parent protecting my child." Now, I completely agree. That does make her a good parent protecting her child, but also she's got a journalist just picking up a child in the car with mm. her in this article. It makes it's just so weird. 
We also have to put it into perspective. The Cambridge children get picked up by William and Catherine at certain points. I mean, obviously, I know they have help every now and then, but they do pick up their children from school. Have you ever seen that picture, Rach? Yeah, the only time we've ever seen pictures of them in uniform or Catherine um, picking up the kids is taken by a member of the public and they've uploaded it on social media. It's never a, um, a pap shot. And it was really interesting because um, on Twitter, one of the royal journalists actually was saying there's protocols in place. Yeah. We can't, you like, we're not allowed to just, I think obviously they have learned from the past in some aspects of the royal's life, especially when it comes to children. And I think that's why normally at the beginning of the school year, there is that um, photo that normally comes out of, say, you know, George and Charlotte a few years ago, um, because it's like, right, that's whetted your appetite. You know what school they go to, leave them be as such. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that might have been the case back in William and Harry's day, 40-odd photographers. But like you said, we don't get that with the Cambridge kids. So mm-hmm. where it, that just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I know. I know. Also, sometimes um, within the UK, like children are off limits. So they will blur out like celebrities' children's faces if they put them on a magazine or something. Um, and I'm sure because of the way in which Meghan and Harry felt about their children and their privacy, that would have been in place. I mean, obviously, this is all hearsay because it never did happen. But um, yeah, um, I'm just looking now to see what else we've got because I think. There was also, oh yeah, that's actually something I wanted to mention that connects to what you've just said, uh, Rach. There was a point where she was talking about the um, the chokehold that the press have on the monarchy when it comes to releasing pictures. And Megan quoted, um, there's literally a structure by which if you want to release photos of your child as a member of the family, you first have to give them to the Royal Rota, you know, the UK media pool, she explains. Um, why would I give the very people they are calling my children the N-word a photo of my child before I can share it with the people that love my child? You tell me how that makes sense and then I'll play the game. Play that game is what she said. Um, I mean. We we do not support the British tabloids on this podcast. We do not support their, um, you know, the way in which they hounded Meghan and Harry. We just think it's disgusting. So when she says things like this, this does make sense and connect to me because it's so true. But they do have a little spider web, you know, like a symbiotic relationship between the monarchy and the press. And it's basically Meghan saying, I didn't want to play that game. So, um, but show it's interesting because I've never read a, mag- a magazine or a newspaper here in the UK that has called Archie or Lilibet the N word. Yeah, but also, Rach, it doesn't mean it hasn't happened in another place that we haven't seen. So we can't really say yes or no. But I'm, I, I agree. I haven't really seen anything myself. But that doesn't mean it didn't happen. <laughs> I don't, I don't put it past any, any of the tabloids to be honest. Um, but then that's my own personal opinion on that. Um, I tell you what, I'm going to give a little bit more of a balance here because I think we've just completely like, you know, we've, we've gone in hard on, on bits here and there. The one thing I felt after reading this was, yes, I completely agree with you, Rach. 
I am like, why do they keep having to bring up the royal family? Just let bygones be, be bygones now. She did say something about forgiveness, didn't she, in the <laughs> article, and how forgiveness sometimes is more stressful or whatever. I can't read. That's not a quote, by the way, royal community. I'm just trying to remember it from the top of my head. Um, but I just thought, well, if that is the case, then I fully support Harry and Meghan and their new beginning. So off you go. Enjoy your lives. Enjoy your Spotify. Enjoy your Netflix. Go for it. And don't mention the royal family, you know? Um, but I know it's so in, in intertwined with their story. So I don't think that's going to happen. Mm, yeah. Um, one point that I wanted to put out, and when I was reading this, I was like, is she actually kidding me? With Go on, what? Go on, what are you okay. going Royal community, I don't know what Rachel's, we haven't spoken about this before we started the podcast. So I don't know what she's about to say. I'm a bit nervous. What are you, you going to bring up? Okay. She recalls a moment from the 2019 London premiere of the live action version of The Lion King. I had just had Archie. It was such a cruel chapter. I was scared to go out. A cast member from South Africa pulled her aside. He looked at me and he's just like light. He said, I just need you to know when you married into this family, we rejoiced in the streets the same we did when Mandela was freed from prison. It does go on to say, of course, she knows she's no Mandela, but perhaps even telling me this story is a mode of defence, because if you are a symbol for all that is good and charitable, how can anybody find you objectionable? How can anybody hate you? I'm sorry, like, as I just I just don't believe this story. I just don't believe, like, a total stranger would go up to her and be like, just so you know, like, when you and Harry got married, we were rejoicing on the streets like Mandela, you know. How can she compare herself to Mandela's story like it, it just baffles me like this woman is on one like she's on something else <laughs> well it's also um what's that word it's like um oh, what do they say like seven steps to Kevin Bacon or something <laughs> you know it's like how many steps has she got to Mandela um I don't know I, I don't know about this it's 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 a hard one isn't it because oh but like, why? I don't say, want to say she's I, I lying, just, but who knows? Yeah, I just, I just don't even understand why that was even brought up. Like, yeah, um, this is something that I bring up in the review of archetypes. There's just moments where, for me, it feels disingenuous. There are moments where I question, like, mm, or oh, why are you bringing this up? If this is, if even if this is true, why are you bringing this up right now? And maybe that is the case with this. Ugh, um. I also want to bring up something that, for me, I just thought, whoa, hang on a second. Because the the journalist and, and Megan were talking about um, Thomas Markle and the letter that was, um, what was the word, like it was leaked, wasn't it, in the, yeah. the Daily Mail and the, the court case that she won. Um, and there was a quote that she said, um, so she was saying this to the journalist. Megan said, Harry said to me, I lost my dad in this process. It doesn't have to be the same for them as it was for me, but that's his decision. So she's basically saying that, um, how how can I put it? It's like- Harry, Harry and Charles don't have a relationship, right? They don't have a relationship, yeah. And, and but that also it doesn't make sense with that quote because she also doesn't have a relationship with her father. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, I would just kind of like, what is, I don't understand it. I think what she was probably trying to say, maybe it didn't come across well, was 
because of what my dad said, I'm not going to have a relationship with him. But it doesn't mean you don't have to have a relationship. You can't or you don't have to have a relationship with your dad. Mm. And, um, you know, we, we spoke about this multiple times on the podcast. It's, you know, it's sad because they are a family. And, yeah. you know, especially, you know, Harry lost his mum at such a young age. You would think that he he and, well, and both sides, like Charles as well, they would do anything to try and keep the relationship intact, even after everything that's happened. Yeah, yeah. Another part of the article for me is when she alluded to um, trying to create a life that they, as, as in them, Harry and Meghan, creating the life that they wanted rather than from what the institution would allow them to have. And um, I'll just write, read this bit. She's basically talking about her need to change the dynamic from getting public funding uh, to working for themselves and being apart from the monarchy. So they wanted to work for the monarchy, but not have any public funding because then people couldn't have a stake on what they did with that money. So um, she she quoted anything to just because just by existing, we were upset in the dynamic of the hierarchy. So we go okay, fine, let's get out of here. Happy to, she says, putting her hands up in a mock defeat. I actually just did that as well, didn't I? <laughs> whilst I was in the podcast. It was like I was acting. Um, Megan asserts that what they were asking for wasn't reinventing the wheel and lists a handful of princes and princesses and dukes who have the very arrangement they wanted. And then quote for Megan, that for whatever reason, is not something that we were allowed to do, even though several other members of the family do that exact thing. And I really felt for Megan here. I know, Royal Community, I know, I had an emotion. Um, I really <laughs> felt for her here because I, you know, she's trying to say, we want this and it's already existing. What we want, we can, we can have. But also, she can't because it's Harry. It's not lady louise it's not the duke of gloucester it's harry that's what i was gonna say yeah like harry was a senior member of the working he was a senior working royal yeah right he is the son of a future king the brother of a future king the uncle of a future king Mm -hmm. you know you can't like put harry in the same box as you do eugenie beatrice um edward andrew whoever yeah. Like they're not in the same bracket. You can't do that. So yeah, I understand like what you're saying and I get like where she was coming from, but she couldn't have had it that way because again, you know, they're they're too high up within the institution. They're not a usually having a full-time job but still working in certain cha- with certain charities. That's probably yeah. what they wanted to do. They probably wanted to go out into the world and, you know, they wanted to make their own money, which obviously they're they're doing now. But they still wanted to, at the time, they said they wanted to support the Queen still in her duty and her service to the country and to the Commonwealth. But as a senior member, you just wouldn't be able to do that. It's just it's just not you just wouldn't be able to. No, I know. And um, my OK, let, let's kind of round it up then, Rach. What are your final thoughts about reading the article? Oh gosh, Shell. <laughs> I kind of don't want to say it, but I do, but I don't. <laughs> For me, the article, she just comes across as so self-righteous. Okay. And for me, I think, you know, no matter kind of like what they do now, I just always have like a negative feeling towards them. It's like, has their, has their brand or the, the way in which you see them been tainted by this experience of the breakup of the, the monarchy? 
yeah yeah exactly like I, I just think you know it, it's just it's the way it's being done it's it's just been handled so poorly and again royal community we don't know what goes on behind closed doors we don't know what the institution offered them we don't know what they didn't offer them yeah you know they could have offered them a certain you know deal or something they were like no that's not going to work for us yeah but at the end of the day the institution itself has to <laughs> I always say about the crown but it's like you have to protect the crown right mm. how oh, Harry- uh, Tommy Lassels <laughs> yeah <laughs> never going to be king harry's never going to be king right he's Mm -hmm. never going to be in that position yeah so it's it's difficult it is difficult and um in a way you know i I do feel for them but after everything that's happened i just i've said it before like i just can't with them anymore Mm. but it doesn't matter what they do i'm just like really yeah well we know on the podcast here we our our philosophy is we'll only talk about the royals um sorry we'll only talk about Meghan and Harry when it pertains to the royal family and again they've brought the royal family up in this article that's the reason we're talking about on the podcast um YouTube's a little bit different we kind of just do different rules on YouTube but on the podcast we keep it real here and just really hone in on just royal family news so what did you think though Shells what was your overriding opinion okay my gut reaction was like from a human point of view I am so happy that they have their happy ending like they've got their lovely house they've got their amazing little kids they seem happy like she she mentions that um Harry had like started with this polo uh team and <laughs> and then I just thought but the thing is they're all your friends like where's his friends and yeah anyway, but that was just me being worried about Harry's uh work-life balance but anyway uh <laughs> long story short <laughs> so my first initial reaction was she looks happy they're they're painting the picture of this picture perfect princess prince life but away from the royals and again I think maybe even kind of cementing themselves as what the title of that article Megan of Montecito you know um Mm. and my, my my thoughts were Firstly, I was happy for them. I'm glad that Harry has a a good stable base. I mean, he's gone through a lot in his life with his mum and, you know, and that was very traumatic to be, you know, part from the from the monarchy and everything that he knows like he's in a oh, we do speak English, you know, we, we have the same language, but it is a different culture in America, you know. Um so that that was my first point. The second point then I was like why why is this journalist being given like all access pass to every single m- moment of their lives right now when we couldn't even see um part of uh you know we we got to see archie's chicken coop do you know what i mean <laughs> but somehow like this journalist has had an all access pass to every mm. single aspect of their lives when they've been so adamant not to let the 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 press in that felt a bit weird and then for me the next bit was why are you bringing up the monarchy? Like, if this is a new chapter, let it be a new chapter and really just own it and go for it. You know, you are a, you know, this this um, beautiful woman who has amazing privilege. Use it and run it, run with it. Don't, you know, I don't want to say play the victim cards because I, I don't think that. I think she's just telling her story. But there's a moment for me where I'm just like, okay. She said actually a bit in the in the article about her healing. And I was like, mm. okay, that's fine. But how much healing needs to happen in a world sphere? 
you know? Yeah. Those were my three main points. And also, I think deep down, Rach, that there's no coming back for Harry and Charles and William. And I had a deep sense of that from reading this article. And I honestly think now, this is me just speculating role community. This is my own personal opinion. I believe now that the memoir will bury that to the nth degree. Like there's no coming back from it. That's it, Mm. it's done. Um, And I think they will, it'll always be cordial. It'll always be um, very, how do I want to put it? it? It will always you know when the queen passes we won't have any arguments or anything it won't be anything like that you know they do have decorum they do have morals and and um rules in place right i think that's it i don't think there's anything coming back from here hopefully there will hopefully i'm wrong and in years to come it will it will mend but from what i get a sense of um that's it harry's gonna be the USA you have him now. <laughs> you take care of him. <laughs> we miss him, but you take care of him. You know, it kind of feels feels that way to me. And I, I just want to make a final, final, final point. It feels like a, a Jerry Springer final thought here. Yeah. It's interesting that a lot of Megan's, I mean, we've been very Megan heavy on keeping up the winds of the last two weeks. And it's interesting that Megan's stuff has come out when the Royals are on a break. Mm. and I just yeah. it just dawned on me today because there's nothing really to counteract you know they have this kind of like cat and mouse with the press don't they with the royals and uh PR teams and stuff um that there's nothing with the royals they are literally in Balmoral having a lovely break and there's a lot coming out from um Megan and Harry so I don't know whether that's a strategic thing but I just thought it was an interesting point to bring up yeah, that is very interesting. I, and I didn't even think of that, to be honest. Um, so it is interesting that you brought that up. Yeah, so it'll be, you know, next week, we've got <laughs> Harry and Meghan. Who knows? Well, no, because they're back in the UK, aren't they? So next week, back in the UK for a few days, going to Germany and then coming back again to the UK before they go home to California. Yeah. Um, so, again, all eyes will be on them. Who knows? You know, when we know they're going working with a few charities, Invictus and World Child. Yeah. But who knows what's gonna come up next week? Um mm-hmm. it yeah, it's it's just one of those things, isn't it? Like I think you know, Harry and Meghan, they're they're not working royals now, but there's you know, there's always gonna be this fascination with especially with Harry because he is Diana's son. Yeah. And because there is still a you know an enormous fascination with Diana that's just never ever ever gonna go away um but yeah I think you know the article is what it is I mean to be fair Shell, this is a live episode I feel like this could have been like a note for part one and part two we could literally <laughs> break down every single paragraph of this because you know yeah. there was a lot to cover and it, it was something that we wasn't expecting today but yeah. um you know, and that's you said the... to me, you're like, you have to read this article before the... I was like, really? Oh, okay. I, I was going to like, can <laughs> I just pick it out from like a few quotes? You're like, no, you've got to no, read the whole thing. read the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> read the whole thing. Um, so yeah, so Royal Community, let us know if you've read the article. Keep your comments coming over on Keeping Up The Wins pod over on Instagram. Um, let us know what you think. I, I've had a few people saying, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to click, I don't want to click it because I don't want to give her the, you know... Yeah. Um, but you know yes we we've um 
we've read it on your behalf, Royal Community, but it is an interesting read. And um, let's put it this way. I think the journalist did an excellent job in her article. And um, I, it's, uh, parts of it felt a little bit like, do you want me to read like a chit lip uh, book? <laughs> It just felt really easy reading. And I, I mean that by no disrespect. I really love those types of books. So for me, it felt quite easy at times. And then it kind of jarring when it when the monarchy stuff came up. But then that's because we love the monarchy here on Keeping Up the Windsors. So it will feel that way. Um, yeah, so I I, I would uh, say if you want a, an opinion on it, go read it in its entirety. Um, because sometimes when you're reading it from the, you know, the press they can just take bits and and run with it. And so I'm glad you gave me that kind of like, you should read the full article. Yeah. And I think <laughs> this, this paragraph, I'm going to say this and then we'll wrap it up. This is like the last paragraph. <laughs> Megan sets a harvest basket in my arms, a cornucopia of fruit and vegetables from their garden and a jar of jam from the lily bunny garden and larder in brackets. She had the labels made on Etsy. She smiles and waves as I make my way out of the door, wondering if somehow I've missed everything she was trying to say. <laughs> and you're like, um, what was she trying what, to what say? She was trying to say? Exactly. <laughs> If you read the article, Royal Community, you'll know why that's very significant, that I yeah. it because she didn't really say very much, but she said everything. Yeah. So um, do you know what makes me think when I read that bit about the Etsy seller? Could you imagine having, <laughs> a, 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 like, Megan of Montecito with her address? <laughs> like, could you? No, and you know what it's going to be? It's going to be an M with a crown on the top, because isn't what the emblem was before. Yeah, I can't really remember. Yeah, the monogram, yeah. yeah. It'll probably be something like that, but um, yeah. everyone will be trying to find that Etsy seller now. <laughs> I know, but I reckon rich people, this is just a speculation. If you're rich out there and this happens to you, please let us know on Keeping Up the Windsors. <laughs> I think that rich people have PO boxes, so they don't actually know, like no one knows their actual address. Oh gosh, yeah. I don't know that, yeah. I don't know that for, for a fact, Royal Community, because I'm not rich, but let me know. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh. Um, keep your voice notes coming over on Instagram. We love them here on the podcast. And it's so great to have you part of the podcast and to listen to your lovely voices from all over the world. Thank you so much for being part of the Royal Community and for being here. If you want to support us, you can head over to Kofi, uh, buy Rachel and I a coffee. And the link is in the description below. Yeah, don't forget to... Um subscribe and rate wherever you get your podcast and if you'd like to leave us a review we'd love that you can do that on spotify or apple and just boost us in the algorithm so more people can listen to the podcast you can also find us over on youtube and you can also um email us keeping up with the windsors pod at gmail.com yeah, so I think that's everything, Shell, for today. <laughs> it's so weird doing a live one. And actually, I left a little Easter egg in last week's episode right at the end. So I'm not going to tell you what I did, but somebody messaged me and re- and responded. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was like, oh, now we know people listen right to the end. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love so it. thank you so much, Royal Community, for being here. We will see you next week on Keeping, Keeping Up, Up with, with the Windsors. Windsors.